Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, welcome to Lovecast, the Boys Love Podcast, where we talk about everything related to boys love. I'm your host, Pixie, and with me are my co-hosts, Alexa and Kayla. Hello. Today, we have the wonderful Crystal Marie with us. Welcome. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> Hi. Welcome. Thank you. Thank so, you. So I thought since most of our listeners probably don't know who you are, then you could Tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure thing. Well, hi, my name is Christelle Marie, as she said. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I am a music artist and anime culture expert, best known for my work on YouTube's channel, Get in the Robot, and The Leaderboard. I also created the first anime convention in Dominican Republic. I wrote a silent manga called Justice, and I've always been a lover of all things geek and BL, hence being on this podcast, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> in last year, in 2020, I co-founded Beyond the Bot, which is an anime-focused collective and YouTube channel that promotes mm -hmm. inclusivity for weeps from all walks of life. And recently, I started as a host on Crunchycast, the new podcast for Crunchyroll, which, if wow. you are an anime fan... I hope you check it out with Tim Liu and Kurt Ritchie. Wow. wow. So just doing everything, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, just a lot of anime weave stuff, really. <laughs> yeah. I am a professional anime watcher. <laughs> and it was precisely anime that led to my love of all things BL. And the most right. recent mm -hmm. thing I did was participate at FujoCon with a panel mm -hmm. dedicated to the wonderful world of anime rivals. Oh and how God. that's essentially, um, you know, yes, there's some some queer cop subtext in that. So I <laughs> yeah, to you know, rivals and sexual tension. And it's like, <laughs> he is my match. <laughs> I am his nemesis. Mm -hmm. Okay, you tell yourself. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> he is the reason your entire world is 
Well, okay, cool, cool. That's not romantic. That's not romantic at all. (laughs) Dedicating your life to being next to him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. I mean, sure, fine. It's for fun, but yeah. Yeah, I've seen a lot of that, like, subcontext in a lot of mangas and stuff. Okay, just a little history time now. I remember Mm -hmm. when I was younger and I was watching or reading Prince of Tennis. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting there and I'm just like, there has to be like some sort of, those guys that have to like, they're going on. Yeah. (laughs) It's so deep. (laughs) I mean, like it would be the perfect BL if they just like put some loving in there. (laughs) Every sports anime ever, actually. (laughs) Yeah, the sports anime, there is gay subtext there. But yeah, that's kind yeah. of why it fascinates me, and that's why I made the panel about rivals. Because if anything, mm-hmm. the genre that most takes advantage of that trope is precisely mm. sports. Because right. everyone is a rival, and they're friendly rivals. There's not necessarily a villain, other than maybe some type of self-esteem issue or some other external or internal circumstance of the character. But the rivalry is baked into the plot. The whole point is, can I be better than this other person? Or this mm-hmm. other person is the one who understands what I want mm-hmm. and they want the same mm-hmm. thing, but the two of us cannot stand at the top. But but I admire him. <laughs> and at the same time, I want to beat him. But also I'm jealous. But And it's just so many intense emotions coming up yeah. that you can basically interpret in whichever way you want. They leave it open on purpose. And that's kind of what I love. I love the room for interpretation and that we can have fun with that. And I think another reason I was so drawn to anime rivalry as kind of the jumping off point for BL is that that was my first experience with BL in a sense. Mm -hmm. It was actually the fandom of Gundam Wing, Hiro Yui and Duo Maxwell, which I wasn't even into at the time because I had never ever sought out BL before. I didn't even know it was a genre. And at Mm -hmm. the time, it was just that I was looking for Gundam Wing images on on Google. And what came up were mostly Hiro Yui and Duo Maxwell. And I'm like, wait, what? What's going on? Do these two have a... I didn't know this was an option. Let me do a little research. (laughs) Right? And I'm like, I went into it and I realized, oh, wait a minute. Precisely because they are evenly matched in battle, they are equals. And therefore, there's the potential. And it's never necessarily outright stated that Hiro Yui wouldn't be into that or vice versa. So my imagination went wild. And I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. a new world opens up. Ah, (laughs) (laughs) Like on the topic of that, what do you think about people saying that a lot of animes and mangas are like queer baiting when they're doing that? It's interesting. I think there's... It really depends on which culture is approaching that argument. Because Mm -hmm. as a Westerner, you can say it's queer baiting because it's giving you the promise of a potential queer relationship and not fulfilling it, sure. Mm -hmm. But if you look at it from an East Asian standpoint, especially Japan, which is a country where the legalization of marriage is still topic under under contest, like it's not Mm -hmm. approved yet. It's currently being fought over. It is a lot more delicate and it's safer for creators and for authors and for artists to kind of create coded language and shorthand instead of outright stating that as a possibility. I think Mm -hmm. if anything, it's very generous of these studios and authors to, at the very least, when it comes to a mainstream property, Mm. to leave it open for interpretation because they could just outright state, no, no, my character is heterosexual. They are interested Mm -hmm. in this female character. 
my yeah. character was written to fall in love with this character. They are the main mm. couple. Or my mm -hmm. character would never be interested in the same sex. That mm. would be a way to quickly eliminate any like, potential for... Yeah. yeah, exactly. And they have that option, yeah. but they don't do it. And sure, you could argue that it's for commercial reasons. Obviously, it's very profitable. We put our money where our <laughs> mouth is. If we see yeah. even the promise of they're looking at each other <laughs> longingly for a second more. Yeah, I will pay for that merch, but... But yeah. <laughs> at the same time, it's not a lie that in Western countries that already have legalized marriage, it's less complicated to confirm that. Mm -hmm. Whereas in yeah. East Asian countries, it is far more complicated to confirm right. that. So I think there needs to be that consideration there. And we mm -hmm. could also argue that there's a difference between queer baiting and fujo baiting, because those are two mm -hmm. different things. Yeah. I believe yeah. that the idea that you're being given the possibility between two characters yeah. That is not necessarily queer baiting because there should be possibility between any characters mm -hmm. at all times. Mm -hmm. And if you look at everything from a queer lens, then every show has that potential as long as it's right. not yeah. outright stated that they're heteronormative. Yeah. But if you look at it from a heteronormative lens, then you're thinking this is different and that it's, it's going to be something that they should fulfill the promise. But they don't do that with the female characters either. They imply right. also that a main character might be into three different female characters. Right. And they don't confirm which is canon or which is the one in some shows. So it kind of goes both ways there. And especially because queer baiting would be that it's inherent part of the plot that queer relationship needs to be fulfilled. Mm -hmm. So instead, if it's about these two characters are hot and they're male and we're making them kind of pander to female audiences by offering fan service, that is more mm -hmm. Fujo bait right. than it mm -hmm. is queer bait. Mm -hmm. Because it's, it's very much taking the tropes that appeal to the female audience rather than this is a couple that we're teasing Right. That mm -hmm. we've made everyone believe should have a resolution where they end up together, but instead, no, it turns out this one's straight. That's queer baiting. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. yeah. now you've promised it in the text. Yeah. And you've let your audience down and you haven't fulfilled that promise. And so yeah. it, it can be kind of like a gray line right there. And that's probably like a, a whole subject we could go into for like hours. <laughs> <laughs> Full blown. I kind of like that, keeping it open-ended because like sexuality, like it's such a fluid thing, like for people like with gender and sexuality and everything, it's, it's like, you can't just pinpoint it. Mm. So... Mm. Like what you see often in, especially in Thai BLs, live action BLs, you see them pinpointing the sexuality. Like they outright say like, I'm straight, I only like you. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm gay and that's it. <laughs> like there is no fluidity there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that's a lot of, you know, whether or not the definition of what would be sexuality per country mm. means and mm. again that can vary and we shouldn't assume automatically that every country defines sexuality the same way we do right yeah so it's important to take that into consideration for sure yeah yeah i'm thinking a lot about how we did an episode on like chinese bls and and which kind of often fall into the same category where, like things are very yeah heavily hinted at and Sorry, I'm a fan. The, <laughs> the YouTuber we talked to, like she was saying, a lot of the times Chinese fans often prefer that because it's fun for them to be able to find the Easter eggs and interpret, mm -hmm. especially when a lot of the language with those shows is so poetic and to kind of like pull mm -hmm. the meaning out of that. So for them, they often 
enjoy it more to see things just like hinted at and putting their own meaning to it as opposed to them like going obviously they cannot in most cases like explicitly state it but like the fans even prefer it that way because they get joy out of being able to like take these things and the actions that are happening and what the characters are saying and like put the meaning there and like find Mm. the meaning in what they're saying yeah and let's just say there was nothing subtle about Word of Honor. Oh my god, I was just about to mention that. Like when Christian and so she show really. I personally yeah. did binge watch the Avenue X videos. She's such yeah, a great creator. Yeah, that's who we talked to in our video yeah. about it. Oh my gosh, I am such she a fan is of her. Awesome. She's so great. She's mm-hmm. so great. I had a lot of fun, especially when she explained those pieces about interpreting it as a fandom. Mm -hmm. I do think, though, that there's room for both and there should be room for both. And that's the one disadvantage that Don May has that I hope changes in the future. Right Mm -hmm. now, yes, fans prefer this way of having the media presented to them, but they also have no choice. Right. So that lack of choice is the part that I have issue with and that I hope Mm -hmm. can be in some way changed. Mm -hmm. But it's obviously Mm -hmm. not up to me. It's very much up to how they perceive it and what might happen over there. Yeah. But I do have also a lot of concern with the original works being lost due to the way that the politics and the system are set up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because if you are a fan of Don May, inevitably you will have read maybe some of the novels. And you probably, if you're really deep, already know that most authors have had to heavily edit their novels in yeah, order yeah, for them to out. be published. Yeah. And yeah. in that case, are they even allowed to keep the original source material? What has happened mm-hmm. to that source? Who keeps it? Mm-hmm. Who has control over it? And in mm-hmm. fact, if an author were to in any way go against the censorship, they are in very real danger of being incarcerated yeah. over it. Yeah. yeah. So that part raises a flag for me. And mm-hmm. it's one of the reasons that, oh, I didn't, I never even mentioned this, but it's one, like above doing the anime rivals at FujoCon, I also was on the Fanti panel with Ari, mm-hmm. Queerios. Okay. And in that panel, we were discussing projects that have to do with BL, its audiences, and its preservation as a cultural contribution in media. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I'm working on right now with some partners and some academic partners is a BL preservation and conservation kind of database. Because there are works that are being lost. In fact, there Mm -hmm. was an issue last year that occurred in China where a high-profile actor had a fan fiction made that caused an uproar in China to the point where the fan fiction site that published it was shut down for China. And a lot of users lost their fan fiction. And Mm -hmm. that might not seem like a big deal to anybody who's an elitist and might look down on fan fiction. But in fact, Mm -hmm. that is still transformative original work being lost forever. Right. Yeah. So that is harmful censorship. And there are not yet enough efforts to preserve that work or to catalog Mm -hmm. and preserve perhaps original BL work that has Mm -hmm. been created in countries where the government does not allow it and they have to kind of go around censorship or publish it anonymously in international forums, etc. All this stuff is real. All this stuff is also dangerous. And and that's the only part where, yes, I enjoy that the work is more open-ended and interpretive. There's a space for that. But there Mm -hmm. should also be the option in the space for blatant, stated actual queer work yeah Yeah. i hope that if anything with the popularity that bl has and the way that the fandom has embraced it 
that there's also a room for that discussion and for mm. all of us to do our best to financially support these works because that's mm. how you speak yes. in a, in a capitalist world. That's important. <laughs> yeah, yeah, put Money capital speaks. behind it. Yep. It's right. capitalism. Yeah, because we've seen it before, like Chinese BLs stopping in the middle of the show because they're being pulled off air because... Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Censorship. Or like the day so. before they're supposed to air, they suddenly poof and you never see them type thing yeah yeah and actors who can't be seen together mm -hmm. more because they've been in a bl together yeah yeah in fact i'm pretty sure all of us here are holding back on saying a few names or probably yeah. <laughs> because we know that that is dangerous to do that that puts mm -hmm. them on blast it puts the spotlight on them It mm -hmm. makes things more difficult for them, their partners, their agencies, their ability yeah. to make a livelihood in a country that does not allow that kind of interaction. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's the attitude that, that our audience takes can be pretty flippant about that. And mm -hmm. that bothers me because I have seen it yeah. in spaces where it's being taken like for granted to what degree yeah. we are privileged if we live in the West to mm -hmm. have lost the benefit and support queer work. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I remember yeah. there was a case recently that there's a Thai BL actor who went to China to do this music show and he got pretty far. And then suddenly the BL show he was a part of, the episodes he were in started mm. disappearing from YouTube. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't remember yeah. if they put them back up again or... I think they might be, but I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. But yeah, they were just, they completely privatized them, like any part of the episode that had that actor in it for a while, mm -hmm. while the show was actively going on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So isn't that great? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Precisely. Your, your identity, your expression, all of these things are carefully curated and monitored. And mm -hmm. some of these things are state powered. And that is a version of the world. And we need mm -hmm. to know that that's what we're dealing with. And even in mm -hmm. the West, I'm not going to completely exonerate it either. It's not like right. the work is done. There are <laughs> just because mm -hmm. there's progress in that area doesn't mean it's well understood that there's education yeah. around it which is another reason why that initiative that i'm working on is with academic partners because right. you're not going to get this kind of sexual education or gender orientation or gender expression education in school mm -hmm. or high school or college nope. unless you go specifically for gender and sexuality and women's exactly. studies right <laughs> and yeah. yet in our informative years like i discovered bl as a teenager So mm -hmm. your formative years yeah. is when you find where you look for all the sexy content. Right. Like, well, yeah. not, that's where you're looking for the spice. Yes. <laughs> you are a hornball in high school. And so, <laughs> you know, although please minors respect adult spaces. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We can't always control how you fake your IDs, but you're not supposed mm -hmm. to be there. But yeah, I'll admit, I was definitely one of those people that was like yeah, right. entering yeah. adult spaces on purpose. Already, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me? Yeah. I'm 21. What are you talking about? <laughs> Woo! Let's go. I remember watching like hentai when I was like a kid. And I, I just remember that I thought that it was like, why do I have to watch this gross guy? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
so that's like how I sort of ended up on the BL side because like at least the boys are pretty to look at. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because, oh yeah. That that was my teenage mind. <laughs> You were like, why this ugly dude, though? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I've never understood, like, ugly bastards. But, like, hentai is made for men, while BL is made for women, so... Yeah, yeah. and that's a, that's an important distinction, because I, yeah. I know that there's a lot of discourse in the community around mm -hmm. BL, if it's about male-male relationships, should it be led right. by male-male voices? But this is a double-edged sword. In one sense, yes, yes it is featuring male-male relationships. On the other hand, it is notably a space where it's not just gay men who get to express themselves. Right. It is also yeah. a space where trans women get to identify and express a new aspect of themselves. Queer mm. women get to explore their own relationship dynamics in a safer space if they live in conservative countries or environments. Mm. And where straight women get to fantasize and set themselves in a perspective or POV where they are treated as equals in a different body rather than objectified yes. and sexualized. It's a safe yeah. space to explore yes. not one, but several sexual expressions and gender identity, mm -hmm. well, gender expressions and sexual identities within a fictional context mm, yeah and when it comes to hentai you can't find hentai for women there's actually a studio i love that this is where this has gone now i am the anime expert so let's talk hentai. let's go <laughs> there are some studios now that are creating some really like slowly developing mm -hmm. really great series that are meant especially for a female audience to enjoy hentai which features yeah. i'm gonna say that one of them is about a firefighter i don't want to say any titles <laughs> <laughs> i'm not asking y'all to look it up but he is designed in a way where he see where he looks kind of like makoto tachibana from free Iwatobi. Mm -hmm. And that's, or, or like a mixture of him and Sosuke. And it's done on purpose mm -hmm. because this is a very popular character, except in yeah. this hentai, it's with a female lead. And she's very much like an Otome lead in that sense. It's very self insert. Right. But the work yeah. is made so that the scenes are catering more towards what female would be like, yeah, yeah, a female audience. It still has, you know, it's still spicy as a hell mm -hmm. in most <laughs> places. And, but hopefully I think what it eliminates is this sort of pervasive idea that the female in a hentai has to be mm -hmm. always shocked at her own sexuality mm -hmm. at all times, yeah. or right. always being taken advantage of, or always abused or humiliated. Like this is just a theme. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, we got to put our money behind apparently some quality hentai in order to make yeah. <laughs> yeah, like around. When I grew up, like, I'm 32 next month. And when I grew up, was a teenager, there was, like, this whole stigma around, like, girls don't watch hentai. Girls don't read manga. Girls <laughs> don't just, like, watch anime. <laughs> like, girls don't have sexuality. <laughs> yeah. And if you were horny as a girl, you were a complete slut, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like now. <laughs> yeah, so still happening. Yeah. Yes, this yeah. has not changed, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like for me, like when I'm older, I don't see that as much anymore because like obviously I'm not around teenagers who are cruel. <laughs> I'm in my own environment with my own like community. So... I don't get as much of it, but yeah, like turning to BL was like my escape from being judged. Yeah. 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 And like exploring and like, you mm -hmm. know, it's like a safe 
most of the time, not all the time, like a safe mm-hmm. phantom space with a lot of other females or, or queer people who are often safer than cis het men. So like you feel more freedom to be able to explore and ask questions and ask for recommendations and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is one of the advantages of BL because the characters are male. There is mm-hmm. not the assumption that you cannot go I will say there as in the limit. And right. when I say the limit, I mean if you go into cishet content geared towards mm-hmm. men in their uh, late night entertainments, <laughs> you <laughs> will find literally anything and everything under the sun and nobody yeah. bats an eyelid. And yeah. that is a double standard. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I've always hated that double standard. Like, it's okay for men to go watch, like, lesbian porn, but women, if they watch gay porn, it's, like, the worst thing on earth. Mm. Mm. Yeah, or it's okay for men to have hentai that includes pain and includes mm. monsters and includes mind control, includes breakdowns, mm. includes this, and suddenly the analysis is not, oh my god, that's wrong, rather, I wonder what internal things cause this, or what's the subconscious right. desire that the human body has. Why? Because it's it's assumed that men have subconscious desires, violence. period. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. When in fact, we live in a society where sexual violence is mostly tied to men, and yet, so mm. that should be the thing that we're more, we're focusing <laughs> mm. on. But yeah. no, no, no. Why focus on that? They're clearly, you know, they're the ones in control right now. So instead, let's focus on the more vulnerable demographic, mm-hmm. the more vulnerable communities, queer and female, and attack yeah. those. Yeah. That yeah. does happen. And it's yeah. because it's easy pickings. It's so yeah. much easier to attack a woman or a queer person mm-hmm. on morality grounds than it is yeah. to attack men. Yeah, I see that like in like the K-pop space as well. Like a lot of girls get like shamed for being obvious fans of like a K-pop group or something. Yeah. And being a little bit like squeamish about it and like expressing themselves uh, while you see all these men at football games or whatever yelling and screaming having fights out yeah trashing things and like okay that's okay behavior but these screaming teenage girls who like a boy group is suddenly not (laughs) oh yeah but you don't even have to take it into the football and sports realm you could go straight back Mm. to bands what about all these grown men who are fans (laughs) of groups idol groups in japan for example that they're purchasing body pillows and sex toys based on the members Mm -hmm. Mm. okay Mm. and they're making fan Mm. content and they're making fan animations and i think i think it's very easy to end up with this very narrow view of one mm-hmm. community versus the other if the conversation's right. only happening in a negative light around one community. Right. And especially right. if you get to have words that you can weaponize, which has been done with BL, or you can have mm-hmm. terms and a timeline and a bunch of other things, it's just easier to dogpile a more vulnerable fandom yeah. than it is to go after the people in power because that's what we need to understand as well. Men mm-hmm. are in power mm-hmm. and I'm not going to yeah. sugarcoat that. They are the ones who are making policy. They're the ones who are still leading businesses. They're the ones in charge of all the capital, most of the capital. So Mm -hmm. every time that you're attacking some type of media that might cater to men, you will undoubtedly find ridicule because that's mainstream. You know, that's okay. That's accepted. That's fine. And there's always an excuse attached to it about why that's normal for them, but how anyone else is abnormal. And I know that this doesn't happen at hashtag not all men, but whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Or hashtag not all fandoms. 
But yeah. essentially, where I saw the most backlash with BL happen, mm-hmm. above my concerns with precisely BL in China and the issue with censorship and, and not mm-hmm. having safe spaces for those creators or mm-hmm. their works, was when My Hero Academia became really popular. Now me coming from an anime background, precisely. (laughs) (laughs) That's where I first encountered in my own spaces, like in the Discord for my own channel and the places Mm -hmm. where I worked, fans of My Hero Academia coming on. And if there was any content that was like Bakugo Deku or or Todoroki Deku, etc. Yeah. The moment that was hinted at by any of the female fans on the Discord, the My Hero Academia fans would go, oh, no, it's the toxic fandom. And that was so interesting to me. Like, Mm. just the very fact that women would ship these characters already had these boys, essentially, because they're teenage boys, Uh had the language to attack them as toxic, and if you were older than a certain age, pedophilic, and et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, this is interesting, because on one hand, you're doing the same thing or worse, but with the female characters, you just don't know that. That's your blind spot. On the other hand... Those are dog whistles for homophobia. Using things like morality, family values, pedophilia. These are words that were called at the queer community and why pride is pride. So Mm -hmm. it is very much, let's pay attention to the language and how what's attacking a BL fandom. Mm -hmm. Because it seems to be mostly that type of internalized homophobia. And usually Mm -hmm. because it's not catering to the straight man. Which is exactly why the word fujoshi is the word it is. Fujoshi means fermented or right. the foo, the character for foo right now, mm-hmm. rotten. But mm-hmm. it's not rotten the way that we interpret it in the West, which is inedible or something you can't eat. Mm-hmm. It's fermented, which means it's good for you. It's just not palatable for straight men. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's how women in Japan have fun with that term. Yeah. And yet it's weaponized in the West. So, right. That, again, that's a whole other subject. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, hey, we do anyway. see that a lot with like um, <laughs> Westerners <laughs> taking terms like from Asian culture and just making it their own when they probably shouldn't <laughs> most mm. of the time. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I find this kind of fascinating how Westerner like collects terms to use. Like you see, uh, like you have a Westerner who in k-pop or whatever who starts using oppa or right Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i mean i understand why they're doing it they want to be included like they want to sort of fantasize that they're a part of the culture Mm -hmm. and be a part of it but at the same time they are using terms they know nothing about yeah and shouldn't Yes. <laughs> I can't imagine and that that part is like like you I understand especially if you're super mm. young cuz you're coming yeah. into contact yeah, with this stuff like for the young first girl. time. Yeah, yeah, you're a young girl, but do you imagine how awkward for a Korean man to be walking and suddenly somebody goes, "Oppa!" Oh, and it's like, "Excuse me, uh, ma'am." Yeah. <laughs> um, hmm. That's like if I suddenly went to China and started going, Guga, uh, dude. Yeah, it'd be like, uh, hello? Uh, it's weird. <laughs> Please yeah. don't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did see a video of like a Korean man talking about that, like having like these young girls, Western girls calling out to him like, oh, uh, yeah. and it was just like so uncomfortable because it's... <laughs> You're an 
<laughs> you're never gonna be on the inside, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, but then again, they're kids; they don't yeah. know any better. But I think like there should be a narrative about this so that they can understand that they're doing something that, that might isn't... be comfortable for others. Mm. Yeah, and, yeah, and might be a little bit of, of appropriating or, or co-opting, maybe. But yeah, but, mm, that is such a. But you see, here's where I go back to. So about men being in power thing, mm -hmm. yeah. but especially <laughs> Western men, as mm -hmm. a Latina, I am constantly told stuff like mommy or why don't you call mm -hmm. me papi? Or, yeah. Are you caliente? Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and like all these like Spanish terms, but because the way that I'm addressed or treated is coming from what is the culture and power. I'm going to say it. Yeah. Right. That's not like as easy to educate about or defend against right. because it's considered mainstream. You are assumed <laughs> to be okay with as a Latina woman that, you know, these random men can come up to you and go, oh, you're, you're from Latin America? It's spicy. And you're like, dude, I'm not an actual condiment. What do you mean? <laughs> uh, oh but, but this is yeah. true. This is true. And it's, it's the same, I think, in any space. And that's where I think it's important to be understanding and compassionate mm -hmm. and empathetic. Because I feel like the thing that girl fandoms tend mm -hmm. to suffer through is the lack of empathy. Mm. Whereas yeah. male fandoms tend to have empathy. It's not that they don't get criticized or that there's not a discourse around it, too. But there's so mm -hmm. much empathy for when men you misbehave. Get away with a lot. Yeah. 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 But girls, no, you can't because you're the moral mm -hmm. high ground. You're the pillar of society yeah, that's supposed to yes. represent morality. How can yeah, you like, be immoral? <laughs> what? Mm. Mm, double standard. <laughs> so watch your porn and <laughs> find your hentai of choice, girl, and get D to a BL, the yaoi section, go and go ahead and start your journey. <laughs> I love that some of our audience is actually under 18, so this is a good introduction. <laughs> if you we all need to explore, <laughs> go ahead, girl. Go find that um, Setsu Eye and all the <laughs> all those new problematic. Go for it. Why not? <laughs> Fact is, if you don't, if you. It's even part of the journey of evolving critical thought. Mm -hmm. You have to be yeah, exposed exactly. to yeah. work. Like, I think of the me and fandom at like 15 or 16, like a whole like One Direction Justin Bieber fan. And like <laughs> the way I used to, yeah, the way I used to like interact in fandom, like obviously I would never do a lot of that stuff now, but like mm -hmm. I was a teenage girl and like yeah. being in fandom and different fandoms throughout the years and like, exploring different like uh like social networks and stuff like that's how you educate yourself and find populations that fit with your preferences and grow and now here i am still mm -hmm. in fandom a decade later but very different interacting with it than i would have back then mm -hmm. yeah yeah I, I think it's like important for people online to stop focusing on the negative all the time mm -hmm. because it's it's bringing like a narrative that where everyone is just yelling at each other like you shouldn't do that you shouldn't say that you shouldn't like just focus on like the positive things around like if you're a teenage girl who just want to scream and just love whatever you love just do it without like shaming others like if you see like older people on twitter like i've been mm -hmm. called a hag before yeah. yeah because apparently i am too old to like k 
K-pop. <laughs> like apparently, so, I when I like got out of my twenties, then I'm not allowed to like anything anymore. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm not yeah. allowed to be like a sexual person or anything mm. like that. So apparently, I'm just supposed to have kids and feed them. That's yep. the general consensus. Sexism, Sexism, because men in fandom spaces at fifty are、mm. leaders in fandom、right. spaces.、Mm-hmm. So men in those ages, they get to lead Comic Con and do panels,、yeah. and they get to create those works, and they get to participate. Mm. And they get to become directors of those works. And Zack Snyder can tweet a picture of Batman eating cat. Yeah, right. I saw and that. And that is cool. That's、yeah. a fanboy we stand behind, and that's、yeah. okay. And he's not a pervert. And and not that I'm saying he's a pervert because I love snacks. No, I love snack Snyder. Snack Snyder. Hashtag Snack Snyder. Exactly, <laughs> Snyder. Good for you, bro. But the、yeah. way that girls are treated in fandom, it is that way mostly. Yeah, it's mostly. Yeah. It's like we get an expiration date. Like when you're、yeah. like my age, you have to have kids. You have to just think about the kids, and you just have to feed them, feed your man. You're not allowed to have like your own personality anymore. So basically, we should motivate all girls to、mm-hmm. be fan girls. Yeah, please、yes. find the nearest boy band near you and scream <laughs> your heart out, and, and immediately go into the rated R section of your <laughs>、yeah. favorite BL and anime. Explore that just just like all the teenage boys do,、yes. especially because young girls are going to be over sexualized way more than young、mm-hmm. boys. So you know what? You might as well know the language that you're going to be attacked with, and the、yeah. ways that people are going to expect you to behave if you want、mm-hmm. that part about the world to change. Definitely go ahead and do you, honey. No one judges. Do your research. <laughs> do your research, and and、yeah. find the spaces where you won't be shamed for exploring yourself, especially in an imaginary context. Yes. Of all things, like the one safe space. Be yeah, and if you want to write that like smutty fan fiction while you're fourteen, go for it. Ooh, I wrote so much.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> There's so much like smutty fan fiction out there, but I can't like, I can't go read it again because that、mm-hmm. would be, yeah, <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> <Yeah> . <laughs> I said, like, for when you're a teenager and you don't have any sexual experience to take from, yeah, your imagination is、right. wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, why do I know exactly what you mean? <laughs> It's like this is not physically possible. Why did I write this?、Oh, yeah, and that's yeah, how you、yeah. end up with ice cubes as lube. <laughs> yeah, right. No, oh my no, god. No. Yeah, yeah, you knew that right away. Yep, <laughs> of course I did.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I participate in this fandom. <laughs> oh, so、God. getting back to a little bit of BL, like you've obviously watched some live action, right? Mm-hmm. Which yes, is your favorite? Okay, my favorite <laughs> right now, as of now,、mm-hmm. but it could change because. I believe Ken Porsche is about to come out, and I don't know how、yes. I feel about it. Is oh gosh, now I forgot their names. Oh no, did I blank because I'm nervous? All of a sudden, why? <laughs> Wait, what's their names? Ah, oh my God, it's the one where it's musical and and the guitars and the together. Sarawat, 
and together. Yeah, yeah, together. 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 Sarawan time. Sarawan. Okay. So yeah. As of now, I love that one because I'm also in the anime where I'm watching Given, and Given is very、mm. similar thematically as a BL.、Right. Yeah. So both of those are really appealing to my J-rock and now Thai-rock loving heart. Like、yeah. it allowed me to、oh, kind of、yeah. discover、mm-hmm. the world of Thai indie music. Yeah. So that was really great, and、yeah. so those two really appealed to me. But I like to separate the categories. So th- that for like contemporary and for fantasy、mm-hmm. live action, I'm personally on the boat where I'm not even going to say that it's my favorite yet. I'm assuming it's going to be, but Immortality when it comes out, have you seen? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me, in a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/spoken today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com/weightloss. That's PlushCare.com/weightloss. PlushCare.com/weightloss. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer and try Peloton risk-free with Peloton Rentals at onePeloton.com/bike/rentals. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition, and it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J U V E D E R M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Mm-hmm. And until then, it's word of honor. And before、yeah. that was the untamed. And yeah, no, I'm on that. I'm on that China BL train. Like, whoa, <laughs> yeah. <All of> it. <laughs> have you watched any like Filipino BLs? I might have, but I don't know. Actually, I know that. Like, I know the series that I watched for like Thai BL, but I don't. I don't know if I've watched Filipino BL yet. Right. Yeah, there's some really great one, but yeah, they just they... like. Just、group. came on the market. Like literally, like together happened, and the Philippines was like, "All right, we're gonna、oh, yeah, start、wait. making、so、BLs together, now." Together is Filipino. 
uh, so no, it's, it's Thai BL, but it got Thai. so okay. popular that it like was the catalyst for the Philippines to start like mm-hmm. getting on the BL scene because it was like massive. So they were like, "Oh, this is a market we can break into," and then they've just like in the past year cranked out like hundreds mm-hmm. of varying quality. But there's some really yeah. good gems in there. <laughs> Okay. Oh my God. And thank you for clarifying because I was about to go, here's a learning experience. See, I apparently thought that they were Thai. Okay. They were Thai. Right. <laughs> Do not be afraid to ask if you're not yeah. sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, there are some really great Filipino ones that like you have Gaia Saplicula and Game Boys and Boys Lockdown are our favorites. Game yeah. Boys and Boys Locked. I'm literally writing this down. You know that you're just giving me a watch list, right? <laughs> Gaia Saplicola. It's also called Like in the Movies. Oh. That show is like life changing. <laughs> yeah. It has like this BL and queer media sort of entwined mm. into one package. It's very, it's a very good narrative for like straight girls to watch, to understand gay relationships better yeah Ooh. the queer experience yeah and i just was. like they they just started like doing special episodes about the first season and i mm. just recently learned that they filmed the entire first season in nine days in the middle of covid and it's mm-hmm. literally one of like the best boys love series i've ever watched yeah. so like they literally they are like they put out some next level content in like some insane conditions and like i will recommend it to anyone whether they like bl or not i'm just like please watch this series yeah oh that's great you see that that's also something else that i hope is one of the reasons that this industry continues to thrive Mm -hmm. if we're not allowed both the ability to spend our capital on it and and (laughs) the industry itself doesn't start to see that market demand and want to fill it we'll never get to the point where all the media evolves to also bring us some i would say prestige titles yeah that's what it's called which is just work that is made from auteurs for example and are Mm. meant to transcend the genre itself into just a work of media right standalone and or a series like for example game of thrones is was a fantasy but it transcended the fantasy genre and became a staple and a tentpole within hbo stuff like that like we won't get those kind of works if we're not supporting this media and then the media will always remain unable to evolve beyond a certain point so Mm -hmm. it's another thing that this media gets a lot this genre gets a lot which is like oh you're supposed to be perfect right now no it's Mm -hmm. evolving it's still a media it's such a new industry and it's like Mm -hmm. growing and it's growing rapidly but like yeah, it's gonna it's gonna take some time for it to evolve. And like you said, we have to support those works that are really like mm-hmm. the prime in order to see it evolve further and, and grow more. Yeah, I mean, whether you dislike it or have a problem with it or feel it could have been handled better. I mean, I'm gonna go more into the, you think it could have been handled better. Sure, that's true. The way mm-hmm. that in China they say it, you can, you up, no can, no BB. <laughs> then you do it, it's not that easy. Fact is, mm-hmm. if we don't support the few directors authors illustrators or just or media works that are being made that might not be perfect but they're going in the right direction or they're going in a direction where it opens up the industry if we don't Mm -hmm. support those then we are essentially shutting it down before it gets there you Mm want to see better works then you need to put money into the industry that makes them because Mm -hmm. creators are taking a huge risk for your entertainment yes Right. So that's key to ensuring that that we can be good fans of that space. Mm-hmm. 
Which is hard because most of us are broke and eating ramen, yeah, but we poor. try. <laughs> we're young and poor. <laughs> we're young and we're poor. Some of us younger. Um, not me, but... <laughs> but, oh my God, I love it when you said the last word of the title was película because I love Filipino culture because it has some right. overlap with Spanish culture. Right, so, right, right, right. As a fellow colonized person. <laughs> Nation. I was like, película. I'm like, película in Spanish. Movie. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Ah, the Spaniards. Um. Uh, yeah. No, I can guarantee you, if you watch that, you're going to love it. I guarantee it. I can't wait. I just put it on my list for sure. <laughs> we bring out the gospel of Gaia Sapelico. Yeah. It's like the Holy Grail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that. <laughs> Meanwhile, me, so hentai. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a serious discussion. <laughs> I'm always up for discussing hentai. That's fine. <laughs> oh, man. Although, although you know, just, just so that, you know, I did say I was an anime expert. It would be remiss of me mm. to not mention maybe some anime titles that are not necessarily hentai. Preferably <laughs> BL. <laughs> but maybe, hopefully, if you haven't checked out, you should. Or could, yeah, or yes. you know, would enjoy. Absolutely. I am a big fan of the movie Classmates. Jokosei. I don't know if you guys have seen it. No. Oh, I've heard <gasps> of it. Oh my gosh! So I get to do a watch list recommendation. Let okay. Me start notes. <laughs> so this was a movie that I loved so much. I actually did a full episode podcast review at Beyond the Podcast, or wow. which is the podcast of the collective and YouTube channel Beyond the Bot which is the second home of getting the robot. So where I kind of be became established as an anime expert were these YouTube channels. Like, Get in the Robot has over 700,000 subscribers. I have videos with millions and millions of views, all that stuff. Wow. But it was it's also a space that's supposed to be more of a, an intro to anime or a space where if you're curious about anime but maybe are not that deep in it and just want to kind of start to wet your feet and get in there, this is a channel for that because it's a lot of introductory material. I make it sound like it's a class. It's, it, we're, we're ranking anime husbandos in there. Yeah. But, but it's with, you know, it's, it's meant to be a very kind of accessible way to start learning stuff like, okay, what is Moe? What is BL? What is right. like the, like some famous tropes in anime? Why do right. they nosebleed? Why are the eyes so big? Like all those right. questions people ask when they're just starting. Mm -hmm. Beyond the Bot is meant to be kind of like the next step after that, where we're going to go a little deeper we're gonna like one of our hosts covered a piece called masculinity and fully coolie mm -hmm. or society analysis of attack on titan mm -hmm. or pieces like that i did the history of clamp who i believe are the originators of the yaoi hands oh wow <laughs> they are known for their elongated designs and they were part of the generation that made bl sort of start breaking through in mainstream back in the in 89 when they were doing right. dojin right. circles it was the members of clamp plus other authors that also came out of those dojin circles that established mm -hmm. the first major bl works in japan and the oh. reason why the word fujoshi exists because at the mm -hmm. time they were making these works taking characters from very popular shonen titles. So stuff like Slam Dunk or Saint Seiya, mm -hmm. which were like hyper-masculine shows, and they were turning them right. into BL doujinshi. And mm -hmm. the authors of those shows, very heterosexual of them, very manly men, were like, ew, these rotten women taking our pure heterosexual boys and turning them into oh gays? God. Ew. <laughs> that was essentially the, the, the mood at the time. 
Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm paraphrasing. Right. (laughs) But essentially, yeah. So Clamp and their history as creators of like some of the most iconic shoujo titles, Cardcaptor Sakura, where there are, there is a same sex couple implied very heavily. Right. Mm. Or in fact, I don't know if you guys have watched Cardcaptor or not, but the lead character is Sakura. She's a girl. And there's her main love interest is Sharon and he's bisexual or coded bisexual because he, while he's, when when they start, they're also anime rivals. I love bringing up this example because it's full <laughs> circle. They're anime rivals. So you assume as an audience, because they're a boy and a girl, you just assume they're going to end up together. Right. And yet, they are set up as if they were same-sex anime rivals. They both are competing for attention from the same guy, nice. who is Yukito. They both have a crush on a guy called Yukito, who is the best friend of Sakura's older brother who, by the way, is implied is with her older brother, but she doesn't understand or know or yet see the the fact that they might be a gay couple. And -hmm. it's when she grows up, as she slowly grows up, that throughout the series you see her come to the realization that Yukito is her brother's special someone. So already in a title like that, which is, by the way, a full-on PG, E for Everyone shoujo Mm -hmm. title that was a major mainstream breakthrough back in its anime era and right. wasn't it got international distribution tons of merch like it's a big title that mm-hmm. title already because it's coming from a female author is coding characters in a far more inclusive way right. than the hyper masculine shonen genre mm. right and it's because those authors are clamp and they're coming from a bl dojin group before they right. establish mm-hmm. themselves as a pro studio so that's another reason why we should be protecting BL spaces. No matter how unsavory they might seem to some people, it's where a lot of what eventually germinates a new flock of media that can mm-hmm. evolve and or become more inclusive can start, mm-hmm. especially for yeah. female creators. Right. So we go into that on the channel. <laughs> so that's all I wanted to say. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we do at Beyond the Bot. Deep analysis. And or right. we rank... We rank daddies. I just did a video that we were ranking daddies. <laughs> equality, <content>. you know? <laughs> quality, equality. <laughs> Everything can't be deep, so... <laughs> now, come on, man. <laughs> sometimes you want to be deep, and sometimes you just want a daddy. Sometimes you want both. Mm-hmm. A deep exactly. daddy. Best of both yeah. worlds. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I appreciate, like, ranking husbandos and stuff. I hear... Too much about waifus, so... (laughs) Hospando tournament when? (laughs) Give it to me. (laughs) That's awesome. I completely, like, my brain just stopped for a second. (laughs) That was a good moment for us to take a tea break. Be like, that was nice. That was like, can I say orgasm? No, I probably can't. Go ahead. Anime, daddies. Mm, let's take a, let, let's let's take a tea break now. Cut. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> like we did a, an episode on hentai tea earlier, and yeah, we had to put some like dolphin um, noises in yeah. there. But it, it was some censorship. <laughs> oh my gosh, dolphins! <laughs> they are DTF. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. It made it really. I think, like, the dolphin sounds, instead of, like, the cursing or whatever, 
made it sound even more sexual, to yeah. be honest. Like, oh, oh, I said something please. really naughty. <laughs> please put dolphin sounds all throughout this podcast, even without context. <laughs> like, even when it's not that we're swearing, just put it just there. random dolphin <laughs> So in card capter Sakura show run beeps Yukito and <laughs> I mean whatever dolphin noise they make I am down. <laughs> yeah, that would be hilarious. <laughs> but actually, speaking of anime daddies, mm-hmm. do you guys all watch anime? Or I dabble. dabble. <laughs> My siblings okay. are really into it, so like they will get me to watch things here or there, but not super often. What about anime adjacent games like Genshin Impact? Yes. I've played it. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love some like dabble. I played it. Dabble. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like I'm I from teenage years I've been a gamer, so I if I can get like an easy game that's fun to play, then I'll jump on it no matter what it is. <laughs> <laughs> This is a shameless question just for me to find out if you have, like, a, a favorite anime Hosbando or Genshin Impact Hosbando. <sighs> Good question. Deep sigh. <laughs> why, why a deep sigh? <laughs> because now I have to think. <laughs> I don't know. No, don't worry about it then. Forget it. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I never thought about it. But obviously I, like, notice some more than others. God, can I remember the names of everyone in Genshin Impact? It's been a little bit since I played it last. I mean, you can describe it. I'll probably, I'll probably. Um, tell you. <laughs> yeah, I really liked like the one of the first characters. Like he looks like a pirate. Oh, oh yeah, Kaya. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kaya, yeah, blue hair, like pirate. pirate. That's all you needed. Yep, <laughs> Kaya. I told you, like literally one trait, and I'll tell you. Who it is. <laughs> I am playing that game way too much. Darn yeah, it. yeah I, I was too. And like, I have children and uh, boyfriends. So, like, you know, responsibility. A, <laughs> a game for the whole family. <laughs> I actually got my like son to sit and watch um, BL with me. Like, PG, he's three years old. So, <laughs> there are so no many dirty ways. Minds here. <laughs> so many ways that sentence <laughs> went from one twist and cliffhanger to the next <laughs> yeah it wasn't anything like you know he's, he's, he's three years old so i but, took like, my child to watch some yaoi with me <laughs> an old title something like aino kusabi i thought that would be good <laughs> like one day i'll introduce my children to gravitation and love stage and everything <laughs> Ooh, love stage <laughs> Ah, love stage is kind of wholesome, kind of. <laughs> sort of wholesome. Oh my god, have you seen the live action? Oh god, no. I mean, yes, but yeah, no, you don't I... need to. Mm-hmm. It's so bad. I, what do you call seeing something because you read the summaries, you went through all the episode reviews of you know, uh-huh. other yeah. people who watched it for you uh-huh. instead? And you're yeah. so grateful to them. Thank you. Please never stop doing review blogs with pictures. Save us. <laughs> Please save us. Yeah, I'm just like a yeah. really curious person. So I had to do it when it came available for like Western people. And it's honestly like, it's, you know, when something is bad that it's funny. It's, it's not even that. It's just <laughs> bad. <laughs> 
whole budget and I was just cringing through the whole thing and I'm just oh yeah anyway. <laughs> sadness I hope like they're making a Thai adaption so I'm hoping they kind of make a better one <laughs> I mean I'd be I'd be interested in seeing that for sure mm -hmm. I guess any different versions of the same story it's always nice to see how different countries kind of interpret the source right. material mm -hmm. right but yeah i saw the trailer i have not seen it and um so i can't quite yeah say yeah. what i think but <laughs> so far i'm not too turn inspired yeah to check it out yeah <laughs> have you seen setai biel it has a really long title actually it's from a manga setai biel ni sekai versus setai biel ni Kunai Otoko. Yes, that's the title. Okay, okay, I found it. <laughs> we just it. call it Setai Biel. A man who defies the world of Biel is like the oh. generic English title, title isn't Hold it? Up. Yeah, that one's on my watch list like right now. Like literally I'm going to finish a read-through I'm doing of Scumbag System and then I'm going right. to go into this one. I, yeah, it was Okay, hilarious. have you guys seen it? It was good, yeah. It was so good. And like the intro song is... Oh, it's, a <laughs> oh, it's so good. I it did only like has four episodes. Yeah, yeah. What? it's a little short. <laughs> it's sort of like a movie, kind of. <laughs> but it's oh my so good. And they had like an open-ended ending, so we might get more. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was open-ended. So hopefully. Yeah. So basically, if you give us more money, exactly, we <laughs> might produce more, huh? Okay. Yeah. I got it, CV Asahi, channel one. Awesome. I hear you. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll give you your money. I'll give you yeah, your no. money. This is why you want adults in fandom. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> you want adults in fandom because we put the money We pay for there. things. We yes. pay for you, children. <laughs> yes. We pay for your content. For your exactly. content. Okay, no. It's such a funny show. And I didn't like, I read the manga and I couldn't get as much into the manga, but like the live action was like, it was perfect. So, as someone who literally only saw the poster and the title, what, like, what's it about? It's about a guy who lives in a world where everyone are gay. Basically, it's basically like oh. in a BL manga. <laughs> And, like, he's trying to avoid falling into, like, all the typical BL tropes, tropes. and, like, ending up in a BL pairing. And it's, like, him oh. trying to subverse, like, all. And there's, like, different, like, little mini relationships throughout it. But yeah. it's really funny. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's a really funny, okay. like, narrator. Uh -huh. Oh, my gosh. That reminds me of Drama World, I think. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's kind of similar. Like, he and he's, like, in the world. And I did mm -hmm. not watch that drama, but I know the premise of Drama World. It's similar in the sense that it's about a person who is from our world and enters a Korean drama and just has has to try to avoid Korean drama tropes. Yeah, that's pretty so, much what's happening here. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Mm -hmm. I'm into that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And y'all give it a glowing review, so. I'm yeah. Excited. Yeah. I'm excited for this one and I'm not love stage. Yet. <laughs> not love stage. <laughs> <laughs> just ignore love stage. <laughs> I might watch it. Just just to see how bad it is. Yeah. Yeah, like, just because, you know what? Why not? Like, <laughs> if I already am going to spend an hour staring at the wall in a, you know, we're still in a pandemic. Time is a relative concept. <laughs> mm -hmm. Might I as well. Watch something. <laughs> check it out and see why 
it looked that way in the trailer. <laughs> and, <laughs> and why nobody has been able to tell me anything. <laughs> okay, let's give it a view. Why not? Yeah. I'll do it. I'll do it as a BL take fan. I'll team. do it. I'll take it. Let's go. Awesome. <laughs> so, like, since you've, like, you've probably read, like, mangas, BL mangas and stuff, right? Yes. I yes. <laughs> just yes. need to confirm. What would you say is your favorite? Right now, honestly, it's What Did You Eat Yesterday? Mm, that was recommended. Mm. It is not a manga that focuses on the relationship itself being the plot, as in mm -hmm. it's about two men falling for each other. It's not about that. It's about yeah. two men who are living together. And right. this is an award-winning manga, by the way. So mm -hmm. if anybody wanted to maybe check out BL that is considered prestige in Japan as a manga, mm -hmm. this is definitely one of those titles. Really mm -hmm. into it, not because it's prestige, because I don't care. I've got, you know, Ayana Yamano in my shelf. <laughs> Viewfinder, what up, I guess. <laughs> but um, this series in particular really focuses on these two men genuinely living together as adults, mm -hmm. having these very simple pleasures that they share and trying to come to terms with whether or not they can or should come out. One of them is already out. The other one is not. And mm. the relationship of the, the main narrative voice is the one that hasn't come out. So his relationship mm. with his parents, for example, his parents don't know that he has been already for years in a relationship with another man or that he has been gay for a very long time. Mm. And the show explores the way their relationship is affected by that which right. I personally thought was brilliant as an approach to the story, because this is where most of the experience, I believe, in the queer community can kind of rally behind. Right. The idea that if you really don't fit into society's standard of what a relationship should be, especially with this couple being in Japan and Japan's laws being what right. they are. Yeah. Here's where the real drama starts. It's not getting together. It's actually being together, staying right. together, making mm -hmm. it work and doing so with the added pressure of not knowing how to establish your identity in a world. And I thought mm -hmm. that was just brilliant. It's still it also adds the spicy elements too. like mm -hmm. <laughs> it doesn't censor any part of their relationship, whether it's good or bad or just ordinary slice yeah. of life. So mm -hmm. I love that about that manga and I'm obsessed with it. And they did a live action and the live action feels almost like a cookie show because part of the premise is what did you eat yesterday? That's the right. title of the manga. Mm -hmm. So every mm -hmm. single chapter in the manga and every single episode includes one or two recipes because that is right. the narrator's favorite oh, thing so to cool. do. He doesn't care about his job. He doesn't care about becoming <laughs> rich or powerful or making money or anything. He just wants enough money that he can buy the most discount foods because he will not overspend on or on like brands. Yeah. He will go for that tomato on discount. And <laughs> what kind of delicious meals can he prepare with those ingredients? Right. And they go deep into those recipes. Like like right. it's food porn. Like one of those shows <laughs> that like you will be starving watching it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Or like it, yeah. <laughs> seriously, like the techniques that he shows for how he stores rice and the ways <laughs> that he prepares Western style spaghetti with oh. an umami twist and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh. It's like, if you're into <laughs> cooking shows, do you like cooking? Do you like BL? <laughs> this is your <laughs> show. Like it. <laughs> awesome. it is so sweet. Like it really is. I really hope anybody who's hasn't seen it or read it can check it out. I personally yeah. love the live action. 
as well. So I hope, you mm-hmm. know, like, I hope they make an anime adaptation. I actually don't know if they have or not. So I should probably check right. that. But I think they haven't. I hope mm-hmm. they do. And mm-hmm. the author now is, I believe, publishing another series. Oh, exciting. But yeah, yeah. Right now, that's the one I'm obsessed with. And an anime, I'm trash for sports anime. So I'm watching Skate the Infinity. Oh, yeah. I saw so much talk about that. I was thinking about starting it, but... But time, life, other things. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Got other dramas to watch. I'm watching K-dramas. I'm watching BL. Like, But yeah, my sister, my sibling recommended that one. She, They recommend like all the anime to me. And then I recommend all the BL to them. And we both like say we'll watch them and then never do. That's like our relationship. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> well... I'm going to just put my vote behind Skate as well (laughs) (laughs) to continue to motivate to not watch it. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Watch it for sure if you do get to. Matcha Blossom is my ship. Anybody who is Mm. in the know knows. (laughs) Mm. But just in general, sports anime lend themselves to obviously having a lot of BL kind of subtext. And especially Skate benefits from all of the leads are hot. Which yeah. I appreciate. Thank you. I have oh, seen. I have seen them, and they are beautiful people. <laughs> they are. They are beautiful people. I do want to, though, like potentially motivate anime studios to give men nipples. <laughs> I'm not saying this applies to skate. I'm not naming any series or or swimming ones or anyone, but just because, of, at least in my exposure to anime, and I've watched a lot. <laughs> of anime yeah uh, women's uh, um, assets have nipples and men yeah. don't why what's yeah. going on i feel yeah. this is a conversation what that... kind of men are you guys seeing yes what is, what is happening in the industry this is why the real talk this is what we need to get to the bottom of <laughs> why if if on Instagram men's nipples are allowed, then but not how women. <laughs> and yeah, so you have the ability to have your nipple out and about proud into the world. <laughs> but you illustrate it as if it does not exist. <laughs> I don't get it. I really yeah. don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, this is my cause. Now you know. Yeah. Yeah, I can join that cause. <laughs> I'm on Give board. Men nipples. <laughs> Give men Free nipples. Free the nipple. <laughs> Free the 2D men nipple. <laughs> Give Sephiroth nipples. Cowards. <laughs> I want my Final Fantasy with the Final Fantasy nipple edition. Thanks. Yes. Like, what yes. did they say when cats came out? Something about how there wasn't an asshole for cats. So it became the asshole cut. What was it? I, I don't remember the actual hashtag. But yo, if we are here with the furry movie of the century demanding assholes for cats, I believe. On anime men. Could you put nipples on anime men? Thanks. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's the uh, priorities. <laughs> Our society is concerned about cats without assholes. <laughs> what about anime men without nipples? nipples? Where's the fight for them? Thank you. It started here today. <laughs> <laughs> this is the start of the revolution. <laughs> the nipple-ution, if you will. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, that's probably a good place to yeah, end it. <laughs> Call to arms. Okay, this is good. The end. <laughs> oh, no.
don't be married. <laughs> my mom, dad, thank you for raising me and helping me grow and for helping with my education. To start Today, the revolution. I will, in your name, in our family name, fight for the animated men's right to nipples. <laughs> An honorable cause. Your family yes. would be proud. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you so much for uh, coming on today, Crystal Marie. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, this was amazing. This was a joy. <laughs> a lot of ups and downs. And... <laughs> joy and outrage and there's been like a good mix of everything <laughs> so <Yeah>. we will <laughs> I awkward pause dolphin noises that's all i've been happening in my head so thank you so much for having me it was very exciting please check out beyond the bot we're a youtube channel and we're making more videos bringing king husbandos and i'm we definitely go into the gay stuff <laughs> and my last thing i would love to say to everyone is And free the male anime nipple. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and we will leave all your social media and where they can find all your stuff in the description on YouTube and on Spotify as well. So go and check Crystal Marie out and leave um, a comment on YouTube on any of the topics we covered. Which anime do you want to see redrawn with male nipples? Yes. Go. Yes. Discussion. Discussion. Start the revolution. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, Thank you. Guys. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye. 
ACAST.com.